Hello, everybody. This is Jacob Nace of the JCN Sports Podcast. This is episode four. I am recording this at 1.03 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon, year of our Lord. Um, Today's episode, I'm going to be covering week four's actions, like recap for each game. Um, I'm going to also talk about games coming up this weekend that could be really exciting and give my prediction for those. Um... So let's start out with Maryland going to Michigan. A lot of people were saying this is Michigan's year. They're going to repeat, beat Ohio State again. Um, if many people that have been listening to the podcast know I am not high on Michigan this season. I think they are probably, if not the most overrated team this year. Um, they lost a lot of players on defense. Benny's saying that they re- they uh, refilled, the, refilled the position playmakers with, of course, David Jabo leaving and Aiden Hutchinson being their star defensive players. Um, I don't think they filled them correctly. Um, nothing can live up to those two best players at Michigan. They were the best players I think Michigan's had in the past decade regarding the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Maryland, they were also unbeaten going into this game. Of course, Maryland's one of those teams there. Um, they're looking for anything. They're looking to get a spark to moment their season. Um, I, for one, think Tuela is a decent quarterback. Um, he's a great job at playing. Um, he went into this game with confidence. He led his team with confidence. Michigan, uh, Maryland, of course, started off in the first 10 seconds. We're already down 7-0 because of a botched uh, return by the kicking team or by the return team um, at the opening kickoff. But Maryland, they never really pulled a, like let Michigan, excuse me, pulled away. Their defense stepped up. And Michigan's offense was going to be the biggest question this season. And I don't think Michigan's offense played very well. Um, of course, J.J. McCarthy was overthrowing a lot of people when I was watching that game. Toyla played amazing, had so much toughness in his playing ability. But uh, Michigan never really had a solid lead in this game. I believe the most they lead they had was like a 14-point lead. Maryland was always just hanging right behind. Um but Maryland, they played amazing, and I think they're going to be a team to watch out for the Shocks, maybe an upset or two this year in the Big Ten East. Um, another game I want to talk about, and this was my game of the week, was Clemson going to Wake Forest. We were all waiting to see if DJ could live up to the height, this Clemson offense. Um, the Clemson defense, whether they were going to be tested, of course, against one of the greatest um, offenses we've seen in Wake Forest history with Sam Hartman behind the center. Um, he played amazing. I believe he had six touchdowns. Um, they couldn't get it done. The final was 51 to 45, but, uh, Clemson's offense looked good. DJ Uunglele played very well. Um, this was just a clash of air raid offenses. Uh, defenses were both tested, but I will say this. If Clemson were to play like say a Georgia team or an Alabama team as of right now, I think it would be a humiliating loss for them. Their defense is a lot, a lot far away than we thought uh, compared to the national stage. But uh, Clemson's still got a lot of games ahead of them. They have a big one in a couple weeks at Florida State and Tallahassee. That game there might be a big game because both teams, as of right now, I'm recording this, are undefeated. So it should be very exciting to see what happens in that game. Wake Forest, another team that is going to have a – or another team that's going to, excuse me, have a great rest of their season. Exciting to see how what both of these programs do to start to finish, finish the rest of the season. Baylor played at Iowa State. Iowa State, of course, had the biggest win this season was at Iowa. They beat in the rivalry game. Um, Iowa State hasn't won that game in so long, um, but they won it this year. They were three and zero, or excuse me, three and one. I think um, Baylor was undefe- or Baylor was also three and one, but uh, Baylor went in there. A lot of people were thinking they were going to take care of business, and they did. They won by seven. Their offense for Baylor was just clicking. Um, they were doing good all around the all around the ball. Um, I think Baylor's still got a lot ahead of them in the Big 12. It's going to be exciting to see when they play the more dominant teams in the Big 12 this year. 
Penn State survives Central Michigan. I believe this game at halftime was only a seven-point lead for Penn State. Um, I think part of the problem, though, was Penn State's played some of their backups to start the game, and Central Michigan's a good football team. Many of you that may not remember in week one, I believe, Central Michigan only lost by, like, 10 points against Oklahoma State, who is a top-10 team as we speak. And uh, Penn State, um, they played well. Um, They got the run game going. I think this was, like, a big game to prepare them for Northwestern. And then, of course, a bye week, and then they have to go to Michigan, which, as of this recording, has been announced as the maze-out game, which is like the uh, whiteout version of Penn State fans here listening to the podcast. It's the whiteout version of Penn State's uh, whiteout. But uh, it's going to be very exciting to see. I think Penn State's got to prepare themselves, focus on Northwestern, and then they got a bye week to prepare. But Penn State wins this game 33-14. to uh, This was a game that kind of shocked a lot of people. Kent State... Um, only lost by, I think, 20-some points to Georgia. Uh, Georgia, of course, was the number one ranked team starting that week, weekend last year, last weekend, excuse me. Um, Kent State really was with them most of this game. Uh, Georgia never really pulled away. The offense looked a bit sluggish. They started, uh, Georgia's offense started out a little, a uh, little bit on fire, but then they started to slow down a bit, a little bit more. Kent State started to catch up a lot quicker and quicker as Georgia kept declining on the offensive skills. Uh, plays, but um, yeah, Kent State played with them, and Kent State's a good football team. Their record may say that they're not, but they are a good football team, and they could shock some teams this year in their conference. Minnesota goes to Michigan State and humiliates them. Mohamed Ibrahim, he's going to be a huge problem, not just for the Big Ten teams, but in the entire country um, regarding yards-wise and maybe even the Heisman competition, but he is amazing at the running back position. Um, they crushed Michigan State. Michigan State had a humiliating loss at Washington, which Michigan State was a high-ranked team starting this season, but they are 2-2 two and two as we speak now. They humiliating loss at home, though. Uh, Minnesota's offense, they were clicking. Their defense played stellar as well. Uh, Minnesota's a team to look out for. Um, I would not surprise me if they, go, they are undefeated going into um, the Big Ten Championship game. Uh, Florida Gators going to Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, this was a game I thought Tennessee should have won. I don't see Florida being a good team this year. Uh, they had that big upset win, and they ranked them at 10 to start it after that. I thought that was way too high, especially for being an unranked team to start the season. Um, I don't think um, Aiden Richardson's a good quarterback. Uh, like Many people think he's a day-one draft pick. I don't see it. I don't see him. I see him maybe as a third- or fourth-round draft pick but because he hasn't been playing very well since the Utah game. Um, but they came in there, Florida had a little rally come back, Tennessee held off, and Tennessee got a great win, and I believe now they are a top-10 team. Oregon going to Washington State. Um, this game was, it should, Washington State should have won this game. This game was pretty humiliating to watch. Um, Washington State, I believe, had like a 20-point lead going to the fourth, but Oregon, Bo Nix, found a way to come back and win this game. Great win for Oregon to get out of Washington State. Uh, I believe the last 10 games between these two teams have been one-possession games. Um, it'll still remain that way. Um, but great win for Oregon, and uh, I'm excited to see how the Pac-12 playoff or Pac-12 championship race is going to continue. Arkansas and Texas A&M. Arkansas blew a lead in this game. They had a confident – they were getting ready to score, I believe, again, and then they fumbled the ball, and A&M touched it back for a touchdown. A&M's offense is still – atrocious um they ended up coming up finding a way to come back and score a touchdown i believe they had already they only scored 14 points of offense around there and maybe a field goal or something regarding those points but um 
Arkansas had a chance to win it. I believe it was the first time I've ever seen where a kicker, uh, the ball hit the top of the upright um, and bounced into the end zone. Um, and then Texas A&M won, but it was a uh, game Arkansas should have won if they had better game management, better play calling, because they had the talent. They had the talent over A&M, in my opinion, but um, Arkansas uh, could not clutch up, and A&M found a great win. Another game we should talk about is the huge upset from Kansas State beating Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma in this game, their quarterback situation needs to be figured out. Their quarterback situation is atrocious. Uh, Dylan Gabriel, I called it in the beginning of the season that he is not the quarterback for Oklahoma. Um, he struggled at UCF. Um, he had one good year, I believe there, but after that, he just hasn't lived up to the hype. Um, this year he hasn't been really productive. He's thrown a lot of inaccurate passes. Um, and the wide receivers are getting angry about it. Um, again, Oklahoma's defense could not like, they could not stop Kansas State. Um, Adrian Martinez, who was the Nebraska transfer, uh, he just transferred this year. Um, Kansas State, I believe they lost to uh, Tulane at home. And then they end up going to Oklahoma. I don't know what it is with Oklahoma and Kansas State, but Kansas State, the last of the four meetings, have found a way to beat Oklahoma. Um, they must have like the antidote or something like that to beat them. But um, Oklahoma just didn't look – they looked sloppy in this game. Their defense was sloppy. Uh, of course, we know Britt – Venables was the new head coach for Oklahoma. He came from uh, Clemson, which had one of the best defenses in the entire country. And the defensive side has been struggling this year for Oklahoma. They got to find a way to regroup and figure out how to win out the rest of these games. Because in a couple weeks, they got to play Kansas, which I will get to that game here in a minute. USC went to Oregon State. Um, This game here was... Ugh, I think it was more atmosphere than it was for Oregon State's talent-wise because nobody likes playing in Corvallis. Corvallis is a crappy place to play in. Uh, I don't. It's, it's one of those places there you just don't want to play in. Um, it's just not a good place to play because the environment there is like atrocious. Fans are crazy, everything like that. Um, uh, USC won though that game, seventeen to fourteen. Their offense couldn't click. Uh, Caleb Williams looked a little bit lost and sloppy, um, but uh, Oregon State's offense was even worse. Uh, I believe their quarterback threw four picks in that game. He just kind of just flinged it, flinged it, flinged it. Oregon State got a late score, I believe, then USC went right down the field and scored on them, and USC got out of there with a humongous win. But if they play like that the rest of the season, it may just be the environment there, but if it wasn't, USC is in big, big, big trouble. And now we go to Duke and Kansas. Um, that game was stellar and amazing to watch. Um, both of those teams, of course, as many people know, were undefeated. Um, uh, they were undefeated, of course, started coming into this game. Duke had, of course, amazing wins, of course, at Northwestern, which Northwestern's not a great team, but a good team to beat. It's especially a great road win. Uh, but Kansas, they've beat West Virginia on the road. They've beaten another team on the road that was really good. Um, and they have a Heisman caliber quarterback. They do. He's very, very good. Um, but Kansas, they just, I don't know what, uh, has got into them this season. New head coach, of course, from Buffalo who transferred that program into a powerhouse in the Mac level. Um, but Kansas looks for real and they are still not ranked, which a lot of people were upset by, but Kansas, it's good to see them back, especially for being a power five team, um, back at like the powerhouse level, especially in the big 12 especially with Oklahoma and Texas both leaving the Big 12, Kansas still remaining in the Big 12. They could be a team if this uh, the new head coach stays, stays there for a little bit that could 
raise some eyebrows and may even, and I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but may even win a Big 12 championship, which would be amazing for the sport and also for the team as Kansas. Um, now, with that being said, let's go into week five. Um, Utah State goes to BYU tomorrow night. Um, it's an 8 p.m. game. I think BYU takes care of business there. Utah State is not a good football team this year, but who knows? Anything could happen in that game. Washington playing at UCLA. Both unbeaten teams. Washington led by uh, Michael Penix, who was the Indiana transfer, and UCLA led by their veteran quarterback. This is a 10-30 kickoff game in, in L.A., but I don't know who I won in this game. I really don't. Washington's been playing stellar football, but UCLA has been playing also stellar football, but against weaker opponents. Um, this game is at UCLA, but anything could happen in this one. If I had to pick who's going to win this one, I'd like the Washington. I like Washington on the road. I think they're a much more coached team this year. Of course, they got rid of their atrocious offensive coordinator, Michael and uh, Mike Donovan, last year, um, who didn't do anything for them. They're one of the worst teams in scoring offenses. But Washington, of course, they've been on fire. Michael Penix is playing absolutely outstanding. Uh, a lot of people thought he wasn't going to live up to the hype. But um, I think another thing that's going to come down here is uh, quarterback play. Uh, say if one quarterback does go down, I think Washington's got a stellar quarterback. And Sam Heward, who has not yet played a start yet, he's not started a game yet, but he has played some minutes um, last year. He was a five-star recruit coming out of Washington. Uh, I forget what high school he was from, but he was a stellar quarterback. I watched some of his film. Um, he's a great quarterback in case something were to go wrong, um, but at least he has some experience behind him in case Michael Penix goes down because we have seen it in the past with him at Indiana with that leg injury. He's been holding it up pretty well so far this season, but anything could happen. As UCLA is a really, really good uh, defensive pass rush. Um, Michigan goes to Iowa. This is a noon kickoff game. A lot of people were hoping this to be a late kickoff game for Iowa. Iowa's 3-1, had a stellar win also last weekend at Rutgers, who was undefeated. Michigan is undefeated. Michigan struggled again, as I mentioned earlier, with Maryland. Um, I would not surprise me if Iowa wins this game. Um, Iowa, I think, has a great defense, one of the best defenses, not just in the Big Ten, but in the country, but has one of the worst scoring offenses in the entire country. Um, they may mix some things up here. Um, Michigan's offense is going to be held, I think, to not many points. But Michigan's defense is going to be hard to score on. Very hard to score on this season. Uh, we've seen that with many teams they've played. Then again, they were terrible teams besides Maryland. But anything could happen. Um, it's Kinnick Stadium, after all. So upsets happen there all the time. Purdue going to Minnesota. Purdue is one of those teams. They like to upset teams. But uh, I think Minnesota takes care of business in this game. Um, none to worry about. I don't think for this one, I think Minnesota is going to run the ball very well against Purdue. They don't have a very good defensive front for Purdue, but it's going to be exciting to see what happens in that game. Wake Forest going to Florida State. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, Wake Forest is a team that has struggled, um, defensively this year, but their offense has been clicking. Florida State's going to be tested. They are going to be really tested in this game. Even though it's in Tallahassee, Florida State is still favored to win. But um, I'm not a betting man, and I'm not saying you should take my advice, but I'd pick Florida State. I'd pick, excuse me, Wake Forest in this game to upset. I think Wake Forest is going to be angry after Clemson's game, or they could be devastated from it still and recovering. But I think Florida, uh, Florida State's going to make some bad mistakes in this game. Jordan Travis, from what I've heard, is coming back to start uh, for them. So see how he battles with that injury. Maybe he's still a little bit loose, like hurt from that injury. But I like Wake Forest in this game. 
Um, I think Wake Forest is going to win this game, but not by much. I don't want to give a spread on it, but I think they're going to win, um, not comfortably, but maybe by a field goal. Alabama going to Arkansas. Alabama is a team this year that has been struggling with um, injuries. They've also had a rough um, rough offensive scheme this year. Their offensive struggle, their offensive line has been also making mistakes at many times. Texas was a game that comes to mind that they struggled with really badly. Um, a lot of people thought Texas was going to be really good this year. Um, they've, I believe they lost the other weekend, and they have two losses now. But Alabama going to Arkansas, I think this will be their toughest test yet. I do think Bama wins this game, even though they, they are favored as well. But I think Arkansas is going to be in this game the whole way. Um, I expect Alabama to win this game by a touchdown. Uh, we got NC State going to Clemson. This is also College Game Day's destination of the week. Um, Clemson, of course, is a uh, team that coming off a humongous win at Wake Forest. They escaped there. Um, and it was a close game, as I mentioned earlier. But NC State as a team this year has not been really tested. And when they have been, it's against weak opponents. Um, they played at East Carolina and should have lost that game. East Carolina would have had the biggest win, I think, in program history in a long uh, program history. Um, it would have been one of their biggest wins. But uh, Clemson, I think they're going to win this game. It's 7.30 kickoff in the, in the Lions' den. But it should be exciting to see how this game plays out. I think Clemson wins this game by two touchdowns. Uh, a lot of people are also hearing a lot of people from the insiders telling me that Missouri is a team to watch for this weekend when they play against Georgia since Georgia struggled with uh, Kent State. I think Georgia was just out of it that game. Uh, they had a fluke game because um, it was so close. But I think Georgia wins this game comfortably. I think they win this game by 30 against Missouri. Missouri hasn't really had a good football team this year. They've struggled at many times. But um, it's going to be exciting to see what happens at this one. And the last game I want to talk about... Actually, I'm going to talk about two more. Uh, Northwestern, or excuse me, yeah, Northwestern at Penn State. Uh, I think Penn State wins this game pretty easily, and uh, they are favored to win. I think they're favored by like 30 points, but this would be one of those games here that Penn State's looking forward to the bye, looking forward to Michigan, where I think they might, this game's going to be closer than people think. I think this game's going to come down to a fourth quarter rally for Penn State, where they're going to pull away in the fourth quarter, but I think Northwestern stays with them for this pretty much the whole game. And last game I want to talk about is Kentucky at Ole Miss. This game, I think, is going to be amazing. Battle of the Unbeatens. Ole Miss has struggled this season, of course. Um, They are also favored to win. This is a noon kickoff time. There's a lot of great football games this weekend. Um, But Ole Miss has struggled with weaker opponents they've played this season. Um, Offense hasn't been clicking as they were last season. Kentucky's offense, they are with Will Levis. Will Levis has been known, though, to make mistakes, and many people are having him as a top uh, first day round quarterback, um, uh, but this game I think is going to be a very low scoring game. I think the defenses are going to step up for both sides. Um, but give me Kentucky on the road. I think that's going to be a huge win for them, and even put them to five and zero. It's going to be a great win for them. But um, yes, that is my coverage for this weekend in football wise. Um, I thank everybody for listening, and have a great rest of your day. Peace.